And I bought these shoes and they were just, they weren't designed for a human foot. They're like, oh, a goat is gonna be wearing this. It'll be fine. Welcome to Mosaic of China, a podcast about people who are making their mark in China. I'm your host, Oscar Fuchs. Since the last compilation two weeks ago, we've had Singles Day here in China, which is the annual event where online stores offer big discounts to encourage people to buy more stuff. So it's great timing to release this special compilation episode on the way guests from season two of the podcast answered the question, what is your best or worst purchase that you've made in China? You know, I was tempted to phase out this question because, well, firstly, I myself really don't enjoy shopping at all. But secondly, it's kind of a weird thing to ask someone. But when I was listening back to how people answered this question, I realized that it seemed to elicit some of the most evocative stories. So even if you couldn't care less about how people spend their money, I hope you'll still enjoy this episode. AJ Jane, the car designer from episode 21. Every time I buy something on Taobao, it's the worst thing you can buy. Impulse buying things, you look at picture, you don't know what you bought. At one point of time, I decided I'm going to quit smoking, so I ended up buying mahogany e-pipes. <laughs> That looked like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> oh, an actual pipe? Like uh, actual mahogany pipes oh. that look like pipes but were e-pipes. Oh, this is your midlife crisis. And they, they uh, not a good thing. I, I did buy a projector, one of my first purchases from Taobao. And that was a good one. It's still in the box. I haven't opened it. I don't know. Dude! <laughs> Cassandra Chun, the heavy metal bar owner from episode 16. I have this, uh, um, you know, like uh, uh, Chinese or Japanese, they have this cat at the shop and try to uh, ask for more money. <laughs> yeah, instead I have a one like give a middle finger. <laughs> and we would draw some like makeup on it, make it look like a black metal cat. Did you buy that on Taobao? Yeah, I bought it on Taobao. <laughs> How did you even search for that? I don't know. It just popped out. So then I saw a cat with middle finger. I was like, that looks great. That was designed for you. Yes. <laughs> Jovana Jung, the handicraft designer from episode 8. Oh, worst purchase is all over my Taobao stuff. Is that a, yeah. a, a range of garbage? Stefan Wiemer, the head of consumer insights at L'Oreal from episode one. Ha, I brought to you one of the many worst purchases I ever made in China. So oh, let me show you. Extra object, I like it. Another object. What the hell is that? Exactly. <laughs> what the hell is that? I don't know what it is. It's the type of thing that you're supposed to use when you want to turn the rice. Is it? Okay. And then you can pour the water out through the skimmer here ah. and keep the rice. But of course, it's look at small. the design, it's yeah. too small. It doesn't work. <laughs> so one of those looks great on the Taobao, but ends up being useless in real life. Oh, that's great. That's the first time someone's brought in their worst object. I appreciate that. You've elevated the question now. Jamie Barris, the street food expert from episode two. It's kind of boring, but I love it. Um, I got a Japanese reverse osmosis water subscription. I hate the giant plastic 
you know, Dispenses. water tongue dispensers mm-hmm. in the house. I feel like it's just very distracting. And I cannot deal with buying lots of plastic water bottles. I just feel way too guilty. And I think that's horrible for the environment. Um, so we got that installed a couple of years ago and it has been fantastic. Zhang Zhuyuan, the humanities professor from episode three. Oh my God, I didn't tell you the the best. It's just happened four days ago. A butchery, a Swiss butchery, a Western butchery. I used to have my favorite butchery on Wuyuan Lu, but th- that butchery closed and I was pissed off. I finally found a good one, a, a proper butchery. I'm very happy. Well done. Yeah. I know where it is too. It's yeah. just down my street. Yeah. <laughs> Casey Hall, the fashion journalist from episode 22. If it's Greater China, the absolute best gift that I've ever given anyone was an original Star Wars poster that was in a cinema in Hong Kong in 1978 Mm. um, of the first Star Wars movie. My husband loves Star Wars (laughs) and his parents met and married in Hong Kong. I loved giving it to him. I told him months and months ahead of Christmas that I got him the best present ever in the history of the world. And he was like, you might want to manage expectations a little bit. You're building it up a lot. I said, I'm so confident that this is the greatest (laughs) present that anyone has given anyone. (laughs) Michelle Chu, the improvisational comedian from episode 20. Last week, I'm going to um, prepare my friend a gift. And I have another friend, she's a painter, and she paints the pets, your, your cat, your dog. And I would like to give a gift, like a painting to my friend from this painter friend. And she asked me, oh, okay, please show me uh, your cat or your dog's picture. I said, no, ah, no cat, no dog. So what, what, what should I paint on my friend? <laughs> so you you paint my friend as a cat, okay, a black cat. And I just sent some pictures of my friend and she painted out it's a cat but it's my friend <laughs> when I gave this painting to my friend he's it's me oh wow and that's tears great. here wow <laughs> Zhang Yuan the performance art exhibitor from episode 7 so I love this experience when I work with some artists and they would uh, give their piece of work to me uh, as a gift so I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. I would say this kind of economy of gifts. Salome Chen, the investor and developer from episode 24. I'm not really a shopper. I hate like go shopping with girlfriends and drive me crazy. So normally I make a list. I know what I want. I want to shop. I pick up things and I go. The last thing I really like was my ring. Oh, nice. I can see yeah. it. It's designed by a friend of mine. I told my husband, if you bought me a Tiffany or whatever, I will not marry you. <laughs> I was not nice to him. Every like gift he bought me, I was like, oh, this is expensive. You know, it doesn't work that much. I prefer something really meaningful. So I told my husband, I have a friend called Paloma in Beijing. She do the design and nice thing is she even built up a factory in Ethiopia to help the local people who were dumped by husband who got diamonds and left the family I was so touched by the story and her design is brilliant and, and that's the ring yeah that's the ring 
Uh, You're not very romantic. I'm okay, right? Yeah. If you put all these romantic things on these small details, you don't really get something big. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Vladimir Jurovic, the brand naming expert from episode 13. One surprisingly good purchase was um, chairs I bought at IKEA. I bought them 15 years ago for my office and um, I keep getting uh, customers that ask me where I bought it. They think it's super designed and so and it's just uh, very modern. Jiyong, the transgender teacher from episode 30. Um, my best purchase is my electric guitar. Oh. I had a hiatus of music for a while and then during the lockdown I bought it and I'm getting back into playing guitar so that was very helpful in dealing with the isolation of being quarantined. And um, you could rock out here in your apartment block or how did it yeah, work? Yeah, I mean I had to have headphones but it still <laughs> <Yes>. works. Um, <laughs> And the worst purchase was a drink that had fake alcohol that made me sick for like two days. Oh, God. <laughs> and was that here in your city or was it elsewhere? Unfortunately, it's in multiple cities that that has oh, happened. Oh, no. <laughs> Catherine Wong, the Peruvian healer from episode four. Definitely my 30 kilos of fake beeswax was the worst purchase I've ever made. 30 kilos? Yes, I was cheated. They sent me a sample. I approved the sample. And when they sent me all these blocks of beeswax, it was fake. They changed it. When you're starting a business, you can't afford to lose that much, no. right? Wow. No, <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> yeah. And how about the best? Is there a nice story after that terrible story? Yeah, I found a good provider who I have stick until today. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Majid, the Tibetan social enterprise leader from episode 10. Well, uh, I bought a jacket and then the color was quite different from the picture. Mm. Uh, I tried to return back and the guy said, oh, you just uh, chose this color. And then I put a comment. I said, the color is quite different from the actual picture. Mm. And then the guy replied to me immediately he said delete your comment and i will let you to return back <laughs> so did you do that no i also accidentally took off the tag so yeah so now you have that jacket still yes it's a big <laughs> lesson <laughs> coco santi the drag performer from episode five there are times when i buy things and i think to myself like i knew this wasn't going to fit the worst purchase I ever made was these shoes and being like a 47, 48 in China size. I'm thinking, oh, okay, maybe I can find something that will fit because everyone has all these really nice shoes. And I have like three from like the US because it's the only thing I have. And I bought these shoes and they were just, I don't know what they were. <laughs> they weren't designed for a human foot. They're like, oh, a goat is going to be wearing this. It'll be fine. It was just shaped so off and it pinched in ways that like never pinched before. And stupid me was like, I'm going to go wear these for a show. They're supposed to hurt like this. It's fine. <laughs> Those things were so, so poorly made. The heel snapped. Oh, God. Yeah, I was so angry. I was like, who is this made for? Wendy Saunders, the architect from episode 12. 
because I'm a little bit bigger than the average Chinese person and my feet are a little bit bigger. So I used to kind of try and squeeze my feet in small Chinese shoes. And I think, you know, I, I, I can just do it. I can just do it. And I'll fit it in and I'll buy them. And then I would be like walking even just out the door and I couldn't, you know, you would like <laughs> so many things that I gave to Ai. Oh, that's the thing. It's We're here in this amazing fashionable city, but yeah, the sizes are not for us. No. <laughs> you can look, but you can't taste. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that thing about being the foreigner. It kind of, the shoe is, it's like, it kind of fits, but it doesn't really fit. No. Nongolo Bengu, the African community organizer from episode 14. Skirts. Oh. I don't even know what it is with skirts <laughs> and Taobao. Okay. You know, in China, I'm a 5XL apparently. <laughs> I don't even like feel bad about it because I'm like, you're not, honey, you're not. But even saying 5XL is not what the truth is. The truth is it's XXXXXL. Just seeing the 5XL. They make you see the X's, like you follow them. <laughs> like, like whew, these X's are not ending. <laughs> So the worst purchase are skirts. I have not been able to wear cute skirts in China. Thank you, China. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. man. Alex Schoer, the clean energy entrepreneur from episode 11. Um, the worst was this tent. Uh, you know, I like to do outdoor stuff and camping. So I bought this tent on Taobao, which I thought was like, you know, reading the descriptions and the reviews, it looked like kind of glorious and glamorous. It was one of those pop-up tents. And uh, I ordered it for a festival. I'm ready to go. Got my tent. You know, of course, I didn't really check it before I went. I just got it and, you know, took the plastic off and, and brought it. And then, of course, I pop it up and it's for like a five-year-old so the thing was like literally <laughs> for three days I slept with like half my body in a tent and my legs hanging <laughs> out and I was so lucky because it didn't rain that week <laughs> DJ B.O. the DJ from episode 23 I mean so much music and records that I've bought while here and I, I love my Bowan jacket as well what is it is it one supplier that supplies all of the Bowan jackets you know, I always try to keep this mysterious, but I'm going to engage with this. So they have like army surplus stores where you can pick up um, a hat and a jacket. And I've got a, a whole collection of things there. Don't worry. I think you're safe. I think most people won't go out of their way to do that. Cool. Good. <laughs> Seth Harvey, the education coach from episode 19. Maybe a gym membership is like a great one. I got a four-year gym membership and exercise is something that I started doing regularly that kind of grounds my life. It works as a balancing factor. Worth it. Vittorio Francese, the lawyer from episode 27. Uh, I, I would say I'm really, really attached to my first bicycle I bought in Beijing. It's a proper Hutong bike uh, with uh, huge wheels. I bought it on Smart Beijing from someone that was uh, leaving Beijing after maybe 20 years. Uh, it was kind of a rare example of a Hutong bike that people could use back in the 70s or the 80s. So I really kept it with care. And I was moving around the streets of Beijing thanks to this transportation that I gave to my best friend once I left Beijing. It's still there. I still use it when I go there for a business trip. 
Sean Harmon, the beer company CEO from episode nine. The best purchase. I've, I've, I've listened to some of your podcasts and I was really trying to think of something different. <laughs> but there's no better answer than the scooter. I mean, the scooter is... Oh, right. It, it shrinks the city. I've had a scooter since I first arrived, and it's it's one of my favorite things to do, just to ride around the city on my scoot. My fiance also has a scooter, and we we love to cruise. It's 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 amazing, especially when the weather's nice. <sighs> what a beautiful romantic image you're giving me. <laughs> Douglas C, the island businessman from episode 15. Uh, my scooter. Yeah, I literally just go around my scooter looking at sunsets. Nice. Yeah. After this island experience, if I ever choose to go to another place to expand, to do restaurants, first thing I'm going to do is buy a scooter and become an Alama driver. Because oh. right away I know who is ordering what yeah, that's... <laughs> and what are the wealthiest neighborhoods. <laughs> it's the best market research by being an Alama driver. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Murray King, the public affairs leader from episode 29. I bought a 1920s house on Wukong Lu years ago. Damn you! You're one of those people who got in there early enough. I made the brave decision to buy, you know, the top of a 1920s house, a standalone house, so the top part of that house, in about 2005, and um, lived in it for seven years and had a wonderful experience. And then I sold it. And, you know, the old adage, buy low, sell high, (laughs) definitely applies to real estate in Shanghai. You are not winning any friends right now. (laughs) (laughs) Joe McFarland, the product sourcing leader from episode 18. Well, I made a very fast purchase earlier this year. So it was Chinese New Year and we have our annual dinner every year, which is the highlight of the calendar in our office. I'm I'm not part of the entertainment. I have to judge it and I kind of emcee sort of the evening. So I thought I'm going to dress up this year in something Chinese, something nice. But I was in a real hurry. So I got a taxi down to the fabric market. And I went into one of the shops and I said, can I have a dress that that fit me? I haven't got time for you to make it or come back next week. I need a dress. Immediately. Yeah, basically (laughs) immediately. The lady said, what about this one? And it was this red dress. So I went in, tried it on, fitted like a glove. And I went, that'll do. And I was out there and the whole thing took about 15 minutes. And then anyway, I wore said dress to the annual dinner. And the reaction I got from the office, because I made the effort to wear this dress, was actually quite touching, even though it only took me about 10 minutes to buy it. So it was the best thing I ever bought and it wasn't even expensive. And the quality is excellent, which is another great thing about China. 50 minutes well spent there, Joe. Indeed. Björn Dahlman, the Swedish clown from episode 17. Magic tricks. Like, I have this wand. It's so tiny you can hide it in your hand and then it becomes two meters. If you want to buy it in Sweden, you have to pay like 800 RMB. And you buy it in China for like 50 RMB. So, (laughs) and I didn't know any magic when I started doing the magic shows. I bought things, what goes with the character, like what can I do? I tried to make a flower go big. I say, go big, bam, and the wand goes big. And I look at the flower getting angry with the flower, and the kid goes banana screaming, look at the wand, look at the wand. I say, yeah, the wand is big, whatever, the flower. Oh my God, the wand is big. <laughs> I could never do that in Sweden, because it would cost me 30000 which I very much don't have. But this show happened in China, because I could buy, I had two suitcases filled of magic gadgets, 
that I was just playing around with. Yeah. Thanks for downloading and listening. I hope you've been enjoying these extra shows. We're now halfway through these 10 special compilation episodes from the guests of Season 2 of the show, and I hope by now that you've gotten used to all of their voices. With any luck, you might also have been persuaded to go back and take a listen to some of the episodes you may have missed before. Speaking of missing, we're already careening towards the end of the year, and it's making me reflect on all the people outside of China I've missed seeing this year. My problem is that I've had a cold these last couple of weeks, and when I feel sick, I don't exercise enough, and I don't socialize enough, and when that happens, my mental health takes a hit. I just wanted to share that with you in case you're also feeling the same way. I hope you're doing well, and I hope that listening to this silly episode cheered you up in the same way it did for me. Mosaic of China is me, Oscar Fuchs, with artwork by Denny Newell. See you back here in two weeks' time. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That's my pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs>